I'm Kevin Casey. I'm a professional mixed martial arts fighter. And right now, what I'm about to do is issue a warning out to all other competitors. I don't want overs. I just expect them to happen. Fatty's gonna fatty is real. How have I been successful in life? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the MMA Analysis Podcast. Just the Canadian crew here with you again this week. Um, Sean, at some point you're gonna you're gonna start falling off a cliff because of the the kid as well. It hasn't hit you quite yet. You got to wait until they get to like daycare age, I think, right? There's two things. I'm, I don't know. I guess we'll see how the time uh, works out. But I live on the uh, the west side of the the world, and, and so the extra two hours, the earlier two hours, might help uh, in that situation. But I'm assuming at some point uh, I'm going to have to uh, get some help on this podcast or or. Miss miss a bit of time, depending. But um, yeah, my I'm, my wife is very nice. One week, one day a week, I uh, I get to come talk about dumb things that uh, that happen every Saturday. And dumb things abound in this sport. Um, yeah, we we got a decent car. At least what I saw of it was decent last week, um, and an absolute shit show of a card this week. Uh, that even the bone saw folks were like, no, no, if you bring this to us, we're sending them back in pieces. All right. So you better keep these fighters in your fucking warehouse uh, so we can avoid an international incident. But uh, yeah, well, we'll get through all that. Um, but Sean, how you doing? Good, man. Uh, it's been a good start to the year uh, on, on gambling on some UFC, so uh, always enjoy that. It's much easier doing it this way than just digging yourself a absolute canyon of a hole and try to dig out of. So I'll take that. Um, fights have been okay this year. Um, really, we're 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 just getting through the mud to to get to next week, and then uh, a little bit after that because uh, the next two pay per views are ridiculous. We got a good stretch. The, the pay-per-views are good for the most, well, for the most part, pay-per-views are good. Um, we'll uh, just have to slog through some stuff in between them sometimes. You know? Content. We'll got to slog through the content. That's all right. I have plenty of distractions this time of year, so I've uh, I've just started watching the fights that actually interest me, which I know doesn't necessarily make for the greatest podcasting at, at all times because I don't necessarily have things. I mean, I can say things about any fight, even if I haven't seen it. You know how these fights go. You can talk some shit. Um, but, you know, other things are occupying my time right now. We got... Nothing uh, wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. You can't... If if the UFC is gonna serve up a heaping pile of shit, you should give the appropriate amount of time if you have better things to do. Some people don't have better things to do. They can just watch that shit and it's cool. Uh it, it was me people, once upon a time. Yeah. I I used to watch all this shit, but 
Yeah, I mean, I'm these these pay per view cards. I'm sitting down right at uh, opening opening fight. So uh, I'll do that for for cards that that matter, and for the other ones, if if it works out, if it's on in the background, it's on in the background. If something cool happens, I'll catch up and then watch the good fights and. Speaking of that, just just one one note before we chat about last week. Uh, did did you see the uh, the tweet and the the graphic that showed that our buddy who's in the main event on Saturday has more uh, main event fights than any any champion currently in the UFC? Now, of course, there has been a little bit of turnover. Fair enough. Not named still, John Jones, though. Not named John I, I, Jones. Yeah, because he's still yeah. the champ. But for some reason, they left him out of that out of that uh, graphic. No, they they did. They said everybody but John Jones. He's the only okay. one. And okay. I mean, that's that's one one shitty Stipe fight away from from going into retirement anyway. So <laughs> at that point, that that's the that's uh, the UFC apex. That's what that is. Yeah, that is very true. Yep. Um, it's kind of sad. Uh, somebody else pointed out that he has more main events than the flyweight, bantamweight, and featherweight champions combined. Oh, you mean the the mostly good fights? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yes. Um, anyway, somewhere that all the cards count, and I don't know, that doesn't work out for me. Uh, Toutmaster, the uh, the Toutmaster update. Nard Jr. and MMA Overwatch are uh, tied, tied first. So, a couple nice showings from them at the the last card. West dropped out of the top ten. He was uh, he was supposed to be holding it down for the show, um, down to twelve. And and then of course Lance twentieth. Lance has had it. It's kind of shitty because there's there's very little chance that we're going to get Lance on this podcast. And it what makes it shittier is he's doing good, like extremely good betting-wise. And so he's probably like, I don't really want to look into these fights more than what I do right now, which is take 10 minutes. And so he's he's not going to show up to the, the podcast. He's, uh, he's on an absolute MMA heater, and he's not going to try to fix that. You know, one of my best years as far as picking and betting fights was 2019, uh, which is when, like, I was completely gone from the podcast. I won the the odds breaker, like, pick them contest yep. and all that stuff that year. And it was because I just wasn't thinking about shit. I was just like, oh, that guy's going to win. That guy's going to win. Like, just went down the list. Um, but, yes, eventually it, LR... This will just be, this is going to be a lacrosse podcast. So prepare <laughs> for it because the lacrosse bets, they've been heating up. We're, Get out on that grass, on that, that college right. grass. <laughs> uh, anyway, Sean, last week, UFC Mexico City. Um, yeah, we'll go, we'll go top down because that's what we do now. Main yes. event. Raw dog, perro crudo, if you will. Split decision over Brandon Moreno. Um, 
49-46, Brandon Moreno is certainly a, a thing that you could put on a scorecard after that fight, but uh, two of them got it right, and uh, nice little performance from, from the Raw Dog. They, they got it right, but they got them to about it a very weird way. But, you know, when, when the right guy probably wins, then uh, even if it's a shit show getting there uh, on the judges' scorecards, at least the right guy won. That's really all you can hope for uh, when dealing some with... some of that when it comes to Brandon Moreno fighting in Mexico, right? right? This, this is a weird... Fair enough. It was also just a super weird fight. Um, it was. We, we obviously bet. The, the raw dog, it was consensus bet. It was, uh, that was a good hit. Um, not the fight that I expected. I really thought there was going to be a lot more action. Uh, Moreno, I figured would be a little more grapple heavy. Yeah. He did a little bit, but just couldn't do much with it. And I don't know if he was just, I don't know. He thought he was winning by just circling and throwing a hay every once in a while. He landed a couple. I mean, that is what it is, but there was just no volume and. I don't know. Such a weird performance. Uh, I, I tweeted, wasn't Brandon Moreno fun at some point? Uh, and, and of course, you corrected me and was like, no, he fought guys that forced that, which is what I thought would happen here. Because, I mean, for the most part, Raw Dog forces good fights, but even he couldn't do it. So, he was trying. Yeah, he, he was, was trying. trying. <laughs> he was trying. Yeah, there was not, he was given, there was not much taken from, from Moreno. But, yeah, I don't know. Uh I don't know what's going on with Moreno. I think he's skilled, but uh, I don't know if it's the worst he's been in has taken some out of him. I don't know if he's worried about his chin. I don't know what's going on, but uh, just a weird performance. Uh, yeah, Moreno or uh, Brandon Royval missed uh, 365 <laughs> significant strikes in that. Pretty damn impressive. Uh, and I say missed because like, a lot of them were on arms and things like it's that. Um, you, you know the the bell curve meme where like all the the normies in the middle are saying the dumb thing and the dummies and smart people are saying the smart thing. I'm gonna pretend that I'm on the high end of that curve and I'm gonna say that Brandon Royval was just punching his arms out. Oh yes, and that's they, why, they talk about that sometimes. That's right. That's why Moreno couldn't do anything because he was getting punched in the arms too much. He couldn't couldn't lift his arms to throw punches. So that adds up over time. <laughs> brilliant strategy by the oh, raw gosh. dog. Uh, he's a real cerebral fighter now. But anyway, he gets the decision. Cash is a bet. Um, we'll we'll take it. Co-main event, featherweight division. Brian Ortega gets Brian ortega in the first round. Um, and then Yair Rodriguez, Yair's, uh, after beating the shit out of somebody in the first round. And this has got to be pretty close to a record for round three finishes. Because Ortega, round three Ortega is right up there with round three YOLO. Yes. Like, mythical creatures. Um, I know most of the work was in round two, but you know, he, he just waited. He was trying to pad the stats on this one to, to wait for that round three finish. This was an absolute pure uh, Ortega fight. Just rolls his ankle in the fucking when he's getting introduced. 
absolutely fucking band-aid. Um, gets his ass kicked so badly, but of course, he is durable as fuck, and he has an unbelievable chin, survives it, and then, we, yeah, like you said, we didn't get classic third round uh, Ortega, where he's down 2-0. Uh, yeah. he, he just... He was fighting Yair Rodriguez, so of course uh, he's he likes he can throw some stuff away. Um, yeah, he gassed out. I don't know if it was elevation. I don't know what it was, but that dude can still grapple. It's wild. I mean, how many years was that Eddie that Edgar fight where we all just won so much money? Like that is bad that it has not really improved since then. That was May thirteenth, twenty seventeen. That was six and a half years ago. It's a lot of time. Ortega took him down, like, easy. Absolutely easy. Anybody that, I mean, you, you got you to gotta survive the shit that Yair throws. He does have elite offense, but, man, absolute liability on the ground. Love it. Absolutely yeah. love it. Um, I know there were... Uh, few people out there that bet some Ortega sub at like 300s and higher. Some round three, too? Yeah, I I didn't see what that was, but damn, that would have been been quite nice. Rest of the main card, all in one shot. Daniel Zellhuber, unanimous decision over Francisco Prado, Argentinian Drudober. Uh, Jadmin Haraguay, unanimous decision. Over Sam Page and Manuel Torres uh, with a first round rear naked choke over Chris Duncan. I, I threw some small darts on Prado. Um, thought maybe he could catch Zell Huber's chin, who I don't think it's completely reliable, but man, Zell Huber looked good. He's a guy that actually can use his length fairly well the 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 defense is i think going to be a liability for a while or if not forever but man he he uses that insane length that he has and uh that jab did fucking just unreal damage to that eye they probably could have stopped it after the second that's a guy that bet prado um because yeah he he could have got his eye permanently fucked up but uh he doesn't need to see Zell Huber still isn't having the problem that he had in his UFC debut where he didn't throw anything. Um, yeah. So that's that's nice to see because he he really picked it up in round two and three in this one. So, yeah, good for gotcha. him. Yep. Other things? Do we care? No. Torres uh, is I mean, against fans. Yeah. Torres is, looks fun. I mean, I, I don't hate a guy that just fucking smokes dudes. At some point, he'll get tested. But in the meantime, uh, he made me eat it. I had the over. I was praying. There was, was a big-ass number. I was like, come on, Duncan can grapple. <laughs> I guess he kind of tried, and he just got worked. <laughs> yep. Um, and the other one did not look like a minus whatever favorite she closed as. No. Didn't, but also Hughes is just not a good enough wrestler to take her down. And so then it's going to be a boring ass fight. Yeah. Yeah. Prelims. Fauni. I need to go back and watch this one. Apparently. Uh, you do. 
apparently it was absolutely hilarious. So yeah. I'll I'll go do that. I, I promise. Um, but Howney, round two or sorry, round three, rear naked choke over Christian Quinones. Jesus Aguilar robbed Mateus Mendonca at gunpoint. Mm. Didn't watch the fight. Uh, First round, the chairman gets a conspicuously quick tap from Daniel Lacerda from a triangle. For SAM, split decision over Claudio Puelish. That's, uh, again, haven't seen this one. Probably not going to go back and watch this one. It's pain. It's absolutely Uh, fucking mind. The fact that he made it through 15 minutes with blood polish and couldn't win enough to convince all the judges. It's kind of scary. Uh, Ronaldo Rodriguez second round sub right before the buzzer over Dennis Bondar. Felipe de Sanders split decision. Holy shit with the split decisions over Victor <laughs> Altamirano and uh, Mohammed no name. With an injury win. Was that like a calf kick thing or was it like a he blew up his knee thing? I I I didn't check that one out. That was the one that uh I, I Wonderful. Didn't catch. We don't care. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff. yeah. Um I bet the over 1.5 in the uh the Hounie fight. Um was looking at okay. him and then stayed away, but uh yeah, that's uh good for him, man. That's a guy you can cheer for. Hounie's a He's a, he's a bit of a gem, an old school Brazilian. Um, yeah, Mendonca probably one. Eh, I don't know. That one's that one's dicey. Lacerda was just was looking for his walking papers. Can't believe he got four fights in the UFC. It's wild that they would not cut him. Um, Puelish definitely. That's a that's a bad split decision. That should have been Zayam. Uh, Bondar, you got to go out. One second left. Just go out, man. What are we doing here? Um, Alto Murano won that fight. Yep, that's another robbery. <laughs> bad, bad scorecard. So it was uh, it was an interesting prelims. You got bad decisions with like I don't know, just just weirdness. Local guys scoring it probably correct, and Vegas guys scoring it probably wrong. Interesting. Interesting prelims. Uh, not too much substance there, though. Well, you know who we're going to have judging the fights this weekend? More <laughs> Vegas guys. So bet those split decision props, folks. Yeah. yeah. UFC Vegas. What number, Brad? Eight? Seven. Eighty-seven. Oh. We've had 87 cards in the Apex. Yeah. That's fucking wild. Have they done some like tough finales in the Apex too since? Uh, have they done any Mm-mm. toughs? And, well, they've done tough since COVID, right? They've done tough. But they just put the guys on a card. Oh, yeah. Gotcha. Which is probably yeah. in the Apex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It's. Uh... It's a thing. And this one, whew, we got the big boys in the main event because nothing brings the people out like 
Jarzinho Rosenstruck and Shamil Gaziev. Gets the people going, Sean. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, that is going to be hilarious. It's hilarious that it's the main event. There's a couple things on the main card that might be fun, but mm-hmm. overall this is woof. It's uh n- no wonder the Saudis did not want this. <laughs> yeah. That was an easy choice. How much do you think they pay per card? Like definitely eight figures easily. You think I would say it would have to be eight figures. For, uh... I don't no. 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 <laughs> Maybe for a big one? How much would they pay? I mean, for a fucking fight night card, they're uh, not paying nine. They are they are playing. <laughs> Don't they? Oh yeah, they, not for this card. They're not paying. <laughs> they're not paying shit for this card. <laughs> Nobody's paying for this card. But aren't these I mean, the dudes that pay like Ronaldo a billion dollars a year? Uh, I don't know. There's there's a bunch of different ones. I forget if that's the one. Are these the guy that 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 just absolutely lit money on fire with the uh, PFL Bellator pay per view card? Is is that these people? I think so. It's Riyadh season, baby. So yeah. So then maybe uh, they are just absolutely donating money to the UFC. Yeah, like. And they've got the, uh, they had Nganu and Fury. They've got Nganu and AJ coming up. Uh, sweet promo f- video for that, by the way. Yeah. Do, do more of that. Um, yep. so yeah. Um, I, if they got a good card, I'm sure it's worth the UFC's while to go there. Uh, cause they don't care about any of the things attached to the people um but anyway we digress we'll jump into the fights here 11 of them this week so yeah well maybe uh we got we got a good amount of uh cancellations and changes in the in the last couple days so that that helps the numbers for sure couple uh couple visa visa issues and ufc Shocker, announcing things before they were actually official. Uh, never seen that before. And then just, you know, your normal injuries, all that stuff. You know what? It It is a shame that we're missing out on Julia Polastri and Josephine Knutsen. Of course. Uh, I was looking forward to that one. For Low-key sure. banger. Mm-hmm. But... We'll kick it off in the lightweight division. All sweaty, my boy, taking on Loik Kradzabov. Sean? Uh, I don't know much about the all sweaty guy. Um, I probably should because, I mean, he does. He did fight for a, an okay regional, uh, regional uh, promotion and then won a mediocre fight on, on contender series, I guess. Uh, Razzabov's got to get takedowns. If he does, he probably wins, but I, uh, I don't really want to bet it, even though he is a dog, because I don't know enough about all sweaty. Um, 
Yeah, I feel like the the property of transitive fraudulence might be on display in this fight. Because All Sweaty beat that George Hardwick fella, um, who was supposed to be the next British champion uh, when he mm. was coming into tough and like a minus 400 favorite or whatever. And then this guy beat him. Uh, so everyone's like, oh, no, this guy... All sweaty is the future champ. Um, and Radzibov isn't horrible. Uh, you know, Rebeshki's a pretty tough matchup. I don't fault him too much for losing that one. If I'm very desperate and I'm watching the first fight of this card, first of all, God save my soul. Mm-hmm. Uh, but second of all, I'll probably have like a little play on, on Radzibov. If... I'm in a space in my life where I am watching this fight. <laughs> uh, Bantamweight division. Vinny Olives. Bernardo Sopage. Uh, apparently he's Swedish. Sure. I, who are these guys? Albanian? Albanian Swedish? I don't know. Uh, I don't. I don't. Air. Um De Silva crushed the guy on Contender Series, and he's not really a big favorite against a guy that I don't know didn't fight as good of guys on the regional scene. I'll probably pick the uh, the Oliveira, but uh, I don't I don't want to waste money on this. Yeah, I absolutely nothing here. Um, we'll we'll see if we learn something about somebody mm. in this one, but yeah, I'm, there there's better places for me to to look for a bet. Uh, I guess if you're forcing me to make a, a tout master pick, Have it's going to be Vinny Olives. There we go. Middleweight division, Claudio Hibero against old. Clud himself, Christian Leroy Jenkins Duncan, Sean. Yeah, we. I think we. That might have been a consensus. I think it was consensus uh, on the old Trojan last time out. Uh, the Duncan got a little exposed Are there. Um, yeah. Um, so I. Ribeiro's not Petrosian. Um yeah. He's he's definitely not, so um I kinda get why, you know, Duncan's a big favorite. Um could he get cracked? That's that's obviously Ribeiro's path to victory because uh I think uh Duncan's gonna be the sharper, more uh <laughs> more accurate striker uh that's gonna just kinda pick him apart. Um I would look for anything, it might be the under, but uh, at this point I uh won't be touching that. Yeah, under is the one thing I was looking at here because if Ibero wins, it's going to have to be early with something big. And if he doesn't, he's probably going to gas. And I, I didn't hate the finish from uh, from Clud last time um, against a kind of similar guy who needs to get a big finish early or he's going to gas out and get stopped. Just need, uh, would hope in this fight, 
if I do bet the under one and a half that he's doing it a little bit earlier in that second round. Um, I guess like there's absolutely no way I'm betting Christian Leroy Jenkins Duncan no, no, no. at minus 300 ever. Um, but I, he probably wins here. Speaking of guys who probably win, uh, Javid Whackamole Basharat is almost minus a thousand against Eamon Zahabi now. There's like nine hundreds and stuff out there. It's a big number, Sean. What do we do with that? It is a big number. Uh, I I have not bought much of Zahabi. Uh, I don't know if I faded him. I've definitely picked against him his last bunch of fights and. Dude's got two first round finishes and is on a three fight win streak. Now, of course, he's fighting very, very low, low level guys who obviously Basharat is not. Um, Basharat, I think, is going to get takedowns here. Hopefully, we see a little bit more offense out of him uh, since he's come to the UFC. He hasn't really shown much for for finishing capabilities like he did on the regional scene. Um, so oh, I mean he's got he's got to start finishing some fights uh, because they don't really like guys that just don't get finishes in the UFC. They don't really get good matchups and stuff like that. So I'm hoping that he's going to push the offense because I uh, I ended up taking the under two and a half. I uh, he is an absolute massive favorite, so I do expect him to win. And I just not been a, a big fan of. Of Eamon Zahabi, he's he's proved me wrong a couple last, last couple times, but this the skill difference in this fight is going to be very apparent, and the same with the athleticism. So, I just put a small one unit play uh, under two and a half at plus one seventy nine. Yeah, just looking at the numbers that are out there, that makes a whole lot more sense than uh, Basharat inside at plus one eighty. Um, at least the way my brain does math. So, mm-hmm. I, I kind of agree with you here. Um, UFC does not like guys who are just going to sit around and win a decision. Uh, they also do not like when guys who are Afghani or Afghan, I suppose, um, try to bring their flags out to the cage. Kind of the same angry. as like when Palestinian guys try and do that. Um, rough. I mean, who crazy. Uh, who would ever think that? Uh, but anyway, I digress. I don't even think that Zahabi's brother, coach, training partners um, really think that much of him either as a fighter because this dude had one of the most protected records of all time before coming to the UFC, had a couple quick losses, uh, and I think they've really still done a good job of matching him up since then. Like... Draco Rodriguez was bad at fighting. Uh, Ricky Tercios poses no danger to anyone. Uh, he's just really tough and has kind of good cardio. And uh, Arichi Lang's a flyweight. So now he's facing an actual good bantamweight. The line is maybe a little ridiculous, but if the line is this ridiculous against a guy who I don't think is great in Zahabi, you should be getting a finish here. So I think I'm going to hop on board with you. 
Uh, the, the candy books still have uh, a plus 180 sitting out there on the under two and a half. So I will be hopping on boards and uh, hopefully we see a, a Basharat actually get a finish. That, that would be nice. Cool. Lightweight division. Ludovic Klein taking on AJ Cunningham. Um, this is one of those late replacements because this was actually oh, supposed to be a somewhat decent fight with Joel yeah. Alvarez. Um, but now we get the... This is the guy who was on Contender Series and his backstory was like, yeah, I trained for fights by getting beat up by my dad. But like not <laughs> intentionally. That was that was kind of this guy, right? I, I think so. I can't really remember. It all blends. <laughs> There's so many sob stories on that fucking show. We can't talk about them too loud or Laura Sanko is going to start feeling feelings somewhere. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Uh yeah yeah I don't know it's this is weird uh Cunningham's fighting before the guy who beat him knocked him out on contender series uh Levitquine you know he, he is a bit of a flawed fighter but man he's he's doing all right I know he's doing it by very thin margins getting you know split decision wins over Devonte Smith and <laughs> Jai Herbert a majority decision like. That's not great, but uh, he gets it done. And, you know, he was a big dog last time against Baja Mendes, and, and he was able to, to take that one. So uh, I'll side with him. It's minus 900. I don't know if he's going to finish this guy. Probably not. Um, so I guess you could look at him by... Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I'm just I'm just leaving that fight. <laughs> He has turned into a bit of a grappler, though, in mm-hmm. his uh, in his last few, uh, as he's moved up in weight. Curiously enough, um, not quite sure how that's been working for him, but it has. Uh, don't like the price tag whatsoever, but he's fighting a guy that really probably shouldn't be in the UFC. So over one and a half. Based on the only thing I know from Cunningham is <laughs> his backstory is that he could take a beating and his fight showed that he could take a beating as well. Cause he, uh, he took a lot before he actually got stopped in that one. And if Klein decides that he's going to wrestle in a little bit in here, then maybe we see a repeat, but I really don't have, uh, have anything to, bet on in terms of a side on this one. I feel like these are these are traps when it comes to Toutmaster. Because like you're like, oh, I could click this button and get one point <laughs> or I could click this button and get like six points, uh, but the six points isn't really real. Um, no. I'm going to try not to fall into those traps this year. We'll see. I mean, you, you might get a uh, DQ win. Who was it uh, that Got one off of the the Australian grappler Whitaker's uh, wrestling coach. That happened late oh, last yeah. year. Oh yeah, like I don't know. It's a plus six, seven, eight hundred, and yeah, got the DQ <laughs> win. Just just milked it and took it. And people are like, 
Well, that's going to fuck up Tote Master a bunch right at there the end go. of the year, too. Everything mm. matters. They all count the same Yep. when it comes to uh, counting that money at the end of the year. Middleweight division, final prelim, the prelim <laughs> headliner, if you will. Oh, goodness. I, like, is that still a thing when these cards are just the ESPN Plus cards? Like, it's all the same shit, right? Kind of. I mean, other than places up here where it does some, some, Not this one. <laughs> they might be, they might be on TV depending on which ones they are. And some, and you know, when there's pay-per-views, like they put them on like ABC or some shit like that. So yeah. in those cases, maybe, but on a no, fucking right? ESPN like Plus kind of card. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's, as I you can see by the effort they put in. More. Yeah, the, the effort that they put in to put this match together, you can tell that, uh, yeah, this this doesn't matter. Uh, anyways, the fight that doesn't matter specifically in this case, <laughs> Eric Anders, old applesauce brain himself, against Jamie Pickett. The ticket. How does Pickett... Like, fuck me. Like, we're just... It's we're just normalizing having four fight losing streaks, eh? Like this is now a thing in in the UFC. Mm-hmm. Um, wild. Pickett was absolutely horrendous. I think I bet him <laughs> possibly or threw a dart. It was a small play, but against friend and he just makes you want more. Like he just sometimes there's like a glimmer there where you're like, man, if he you know just like threw some more punches think he could win this fight and then he just doesn't and he loses um more punches he wouldn't be jamie pickett that's true so that's just the way he is um i don't think eric anders is good um but he's better than jamie pickett for the most part i mean i guess pickett's been he's got dropped a, a bunch but I just don't think Anders is is going to just wipe the floor with Pickett. It's going to be a boring 15 minutes that we all uh, found out that that's what Eric Anders does for the most part. So I like the over two and a half. I got it at minus 120. Uh, I got that for two units. Yeah, I have a hard time envisioning any way in which this fight is entertaining. (laughs) um that's that's my big takeaway here uh could be a lot of it in the clinch jamie pickett loves to spend time in the clinch and eric anders is never opposed to it (laughs) um so gonna be a, a lot of back and forth body locks uh i i think you're under or sorry you're over is uh is probably a a pretty good one here i don't know if I'd still bet it at the the current price. Maybe if I can find it goes the distance at uh, a little bit cheaper than what some of the overs are right now. I'd take it, but yeah. Anders, unless he just lands something massive as he goes in for the clinch, um, I just see him winning a a pretty tepid decision. Every once in a while, he does have that fight where he comes out and actually goes for it. So I hope that's the case here. But I'm not optimistic. 
Not when it comes to these dudes. Main card, flyweight division. We've got the egg dude, Steve, taking on Danger Schnell. Sean, this one could actually be fun. I say could with a lot of emphasis because I remember the third round of the egg dude's last fight. Um, and I'm still recovering from the cancer that that gave me. That was rough. Um, I think if this, you know, if, if Erseg wants to grapple, I think that's better for Schnell. Uh, Schnell can kind of get lit up on the feet and, you know, if this turns into a grappling, that's, that gives him much more of a chance to win. I don't think he's going to win, but I, I do kind of think that this might go over, um, you know, Schnell has a bit of a, a checkered, uh, history, but, um, you know, it's, I just don't know that, that Steve Ursag is just going to just absolutely crush this guy in, in the first round. And then we get to the second round. It's, it's a lot easier to get to that, uh, that two and a half minutes. So, um, I kind of side with the over. I haven't bet it yet, but that's that's kind of the way I'm looking. And Ursag probably uh, wins late in the fight or or decision. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm looking in the same direction here as far as the total goes. But I think if it does go over, it's probably going to be a competitive fight. I the the egg dude is all right, um, but he's not spectacular at, at anything. Schnell does run face first into punches sometimes though, <laughs> which is very, very concerning for both the over and thinking that he might win this fight. Uh, but I think the, the egg dude, you know, he made a lot of omelets eh, on right. the regional circuit, cracked some eggs. Uh, but now that he's gotten to the UFC, He's just facing that classic issue of, oh, now you're actually fighting good fighters that you can't blow out in a minute. And as I said, Schnell is sometimes that dude that you can blow out in a minute, but as far as the skills go, he's certainly good enough to fight in there for 15 minutes with the egg dude. So I will probably have myself a bet on the over here. Minus 130, I think, is the... The best around at the old Mason book and a couple others. Um, yeah. If it creeps up higher, like this line's getting a little out of control. I, I will have to take at least a, a half on Schnell, though. Bantamweight division. Cousin Umar taking on the best cat, Almachin. Uh, he's from Kazakhstan, Sean, and he says he's the best cat. There's also a shave cat from Kazakhstan. So this guy's either a liar or very good. He might be very good. I don't know. Some people are are kind of eyeing him up just as like, like they still think he's going to lose, which I mean, Umar is very fucking good. So. Uh, but this is interesting because this guy has a bit of a hype behind him. Uh, seems like a, a pretty skilled guy. Um, at these lower weight classes, we know there's, you know, there is some 
pretty damn good guys on on some regional uh promotions uh and they can kind of surprise umar's very fucking good so i mean that's gonna be a tough task but i'm i'm interested to see how good this guy is because he's probably he's gonna lose here but is he is he something going forward is it is he gonna look good at umar and then shit the bed like somebody last week or uh is he actually just good so uh, I'll be interested to watch this one. See if it's going to be a blowout or if he can actually test Umar a bit. Yeah, this is uh, another similar one to not quite as extreme as Basharat uh, as far as the total goes, but you've got a even bigger favorite than in that fight and the over two and a half is around even money. Um, unders a, a little bit juiced, but... The best cat, I've seen a couple of his fights on Octagon. I don't know why I was watching that. I'm probably <laughs> very bored at the time. Uh, but he can crack. Um, so I think if he pulls off the upset, it's because he's landed something big early on and he's got the knockout. Um, but I didn't watch this fight. Uh, going back to his only loss, it is a, a submission loss in the second round. So... You know, if he is dangerous early, I can see Umar saying that he doesn't want to mess around as it gets later in the fight and gets him to the mat and gets a sub. So might end up with uh, less confident about this than the over one and a half in the previous fight. But uh, we might end up with a little bet on the under two and a half in this spot as well. And that will bring us back down to the flyweight division. Good fight here. Alex Perez, Mohamed Mukayev. Sean, is it time? Is he going to mook it up for real? Let's hope. Um, if if the good Alex Perez shows up to this fight, I think this is a, a good matchup. Uh, like this is this is going to be a good fight. I think it's going to be a close fight. It's it's always just trusting the good the good Alex Perez to show up because dude has any had a, Alex Perez to show up sometimes any Perez because it might not happen this fight could very well not happen it's highly probable Alex Perez has terrible luck when it comes to his opponents getting injured and pulling out or pulling out for whatever reason and then himself is a bit of a band aid um, so who knows if this fight actually happens but. You know when he's when he's going good, he's he's a good fighter, and I'm just not sold on the Mukayev. He's had close fights. Like Tim Elliott was up two rounds to none, I believe, in that fight, or it might have been one one. I can't remember. I it he might have been on his way to winning that fight, and then Elliott lost. Um, and then he, Gordon he went, was one one, and yeah, Malcolm was, Gordon was on his back in the third round. That was tight against Malcolm Gordon, like. Against a guy that has pretty good grappling, like he's only been taken down by some very elite guys, I I question if he's going to be able to have success. We we know he can chew a bunch of takedowns. He seems like he has pretty decent gas, but um, you know if if Perez stuffs some some of these shots and, and is able to land a bit on the feet, I think this uh, we might see some some Mukiev uh, showing up. So I'm going to probably put a put a play on, on Alex Perez and pray that the, the good one shows up. 
I'm right there with you. Uh, I think that defensively his wrestling is good enough that he's going to stuff some takedowns. He's probably going to get taken down once or twice, but he's going to be able to scramble back up to his feet. Um, I'm still, I still don't like them. Still don't like them, but I recognize they are probably going to be an integral part of this fight. Just go back to Perez's fight against Formiga. He's going to throw calf kicks. You know he's going to throw calf kicks. So if Mookie can't get him down and get him out of there early, uh, I think it's going to get tougher and tougher for him to get takedowns. The striking is still not there for him, which means round two and round three of this fight are going to be something tough. So, yeah. I'm going to take Alex Perez. Uh, there's a, a plus 270 out there at the Mason book and a few other spots. There's a plus 280 at FanDuel, which uh, some people might have available to them. And it's actually a, a plus 290 at BetMGM. So those are, uh, those are all pretty accessible books, I would say. Uh, what, what price do we want to go with here, Sean? Because Alex Perez is going to be the consensus bet of the week. We will go with plus eh, two seventy-five. Meet it in the middle. Is that even a real price anywhere right now? It's on Pinnacle, which is okay. what I'm going to bet it. Fair enough. And where you can actually bet a, a good amount, so. Uh, not on lacrosse, you can't. They don't even post it. I know, because they're scared. They're scared of you, Bradley. I That's know. That's a sign of respect. <laughs> I, every week, every week I listen to Pizzola's podcast talking about what a great book Pinnacle is, and they tell a you great book for what it offers. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great book for what they offer. Very true. Very true. Uh, a, a good addition to the old portfolio, you if betcha. available in your jurisdiction. Because obviously we wouldn't condone anything other than, you know, betting where it's legal. Legally? Yes, yes, of course. <laughs> uh, Alex Perez, plus 275 or higher. Consensus bet of the week. Boom. Boom. Co-main event. Massive step down now. Uh, Vitor Petrino, as far as guys might see the most improvement now that USADA's gone, this dude might be top of the list. He knows where to get the yams. You, you can, uh, you can tell. He's taking on Tyson Pedro. Yeah, that's that's got me a little bit worried. I uh, I bet the over one and a half, and and I don't know if I tweaked the model enough to adjust for the the no Usada. This guy coming in absolutely pissing fire. Um, it's an it's an interesting fight. That Pedro is is not good. Um, I know he just waxed the pleasure man uh, last time out, but uh, that's a that's a pretty nice uh, setup for him. Uh, like we always say, I don't know who who books this this man's uh, whoever this manager is is 
gives him some softballs. That's for goddamn sure. Um, I think he's he's getting a tougher guy this time out. Petrino's shown pretty well. Um, I just think it's going to take a little more than than seven and a half minutes. Uh, Petrino, you know, has some finishes under that, um, but he also got some some really late finishes and 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 a decision. So I uh, I like over in a one and a half. I played it in a much better number. I got the old CLV win, so uh, I got them at plus one twenty for for one unit. Um, I think Petrino will just get a uh, a finish in in the early third. Yeah, kind of tough to bet now because, like you said, Pedro could get finished late. We've seen him gas out in fights. Uh, we've seen him just look like absolute dog shit in fights after you know the the first couple minutes, uh, like in the old Mata's Bukaki fight a little while back. Obviously, gassing and getting knocked out by a decrepit no ligament anywhere in his body shogun uh was a a pretty bad look uh and the wins that he's had since he came back are not inspiring confidence so i think the get out of jail free cards have run out for tyson pedro and his camp maybe looking at petrino inside um it's Minus 145, I don't like laying juice on, on stuff like that. But, you know, that's a, a pretty decent discount off his money line. And I would expect that he's going to get this done by a, a stoppage. So, yeah, uh, Petrino here. I don't know that I, I love your over. I especially don't love it at the, the price that it's available at now. That's for sure. Um, so, you're already one and one on this fight by uh, winning the CLV battle. So it's, uh, it's lovely. Uh, We will move it on to the main events. But LR, you're, you're right. I I chat with those guys regularly on the Mm -hmm. sides. Um, (laughs) I can get down a, a decent amount when it comes to lacrosse enough to, to satiate this palette. Sate this palette? Sate this palette. It's weird to say that, though. Main event. Heavyweights. What everybody came to see. Uh, we've got Jair Jarzinho Rosenstruck, uh, member of the fantasy Jewish fight team, uh, because you can't spell Jarzinho Rosenstruck without Zionist. Yeah. <laughs> you can look that up. Yeah. Uh, and he's taken on Shamil Gaziev, uh, which you can't spell without heaves, which is what he does about 90 seconds into every fight that he's ever been in. Just, <laughs> just a, a legend in his own right, still undefeated. Sean what's happening here i i don't know why uh just <laughs> ufc will just never learn uh fucking just terrible heavyweights in the main event uh it's not like there's anything better on this card that they could have been in the main event it's fair enough but uh uh streak's terrible he's absolutely exposed by i mean it's not really exposed when you just 
we already knew he was that bad on the ground. Uh, I expect Gaziev to do the exact same thing, take him down, finish him probably fairly quickly. Uh, I might put Gaziev in a parlay, but I don't know. I might just not give a shit. That is absolutely insane talk. Uh, also, you got me. To, comedy is about timing and delivery, folks. It's not necessarily about the content. Uh, you got me on a legitimate spit take there. It happens. Yep. It missed the camera by a little bit, but there's a little bit of beer right here on my screen. Um, so thank you for that. I'm going to have to clean that up later. <laughs> asshole. Um, you're looking at this fight completely wrong. Uh, these are, are two fat guys. Um, mm-hmm. One fat guy doesn't do anything at all, um, except maybe sometimes throw a big punch, go bonk. Uh, and the other guy dies uh, when he tries to do anything, which that's that's not great. Uh, so we're going to get two guys standing here staring at each other. It's gonna <laughs> Your be, favorite. It's going to be incredible. Um, I'm not even sure that, that old Gazzy is, is going to try a takedown. He's going to be so scared of that power from the Rosenstruck that he's just going to, you know, pop pop that jab out at distance, uh, tire himself out doing that. And I think this is going to be an absolutely horrible fight. I am definitely taking some fatties here. Uh, we got some plus 145s on the board. 50. I am going to ladder that shit up uh, all the way. I'm going to have a little bit of the fight goes distance at 750 uh, and work it all the way back down. I think this could be a truly horrific, horrific fight. Uh, an all-timer. Uh, that a whole bunch of people are wondering, why am I doing this to myself at one thirty in the morning or whenever the fight ends up? Airing? No, this is oh yeah, we should. Uh, uh, this card starts at one p.m. Eastern time. Oh, so fuck, I'm I'm cooked on Toutmaster. It's over. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually I've been doing them for the most part on like a Thursday or Friday, which is hard. Get it in early. Yeah, um, no. but. Okay, well, in that case, maybe I'll still be awake for this one. Maybe this, this will, will give you a nice, sleep. N- nice afternoon nap, like uh, just before uh, dinner time. Peter nap. Cla- main event dog walk fight. You gotta <laughs> love it. But I'm gonna pick Rosenstruck because we gotta stick with our people, you know, mm. through thick and thin. Right. And, uh, yeah, we're we're gonna get silly with some of the totals here, um, and, and just see where we can get. But uh, that's about it, Sean. We got through it got under through an it. hour. We did it. Um, and next week we actually have a very very good card. UFC two ninety nine. Let's go. That's tremendous. I love it. And next weekend. 
the rock game is early. I think it's 5 p.m. start, which means I'll be back like shortly after, or like game will go till seven. You know, get home at eight, eight thirty. The the prelims will be on, and I think those are like actually decent prelims on that card next week, right? Yep, very good prelims. We also have uh, Hog versus Anthony Joshua. Yeah, are they? Are they? Uh, is that head to head? Are they going? Yeah. Are they uh, counter programming with Gaziev versus Rosenstruck? No, no, that's that's next week as well. Oh no, sorry. Yeah, so it's the the day before, or it's the afternoon before two ninety nine. That's going to be ridiculous. Yeah, it's a, a Friday afternoon card going on there. That's it's kind of a weird one, but I don't know. Like, I don't know how many fights are on there or something. Doesn't I've matter. seen some of them, like uh, the the giant Zhang is taking on Joe Parker, which is you know pretty good for a heavyweight fight. In boxing, um, yeah, we'll uh, we'll see where where that goes, but it'll be something interesting to end off the the work day next Friday. But we'll we'll be back for that. I'm sure if Wes is back, he'll probably want to talk about that. I don't really care if I'm not sitting there watching with the boys at the at the sports book, but uh, I'm sure <laughs> exactly. anyway thank you all for joining us this week we'll be back again next week for a good card